Hey, this is Randy Salo, and you are listening to the one and only podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the broadcast and finally we have Randy on here again and it's like it's been a while since we had this uh, the, the two of us doing an episode uh, but but there's right. uh, a couple of things going on that we wanted to announce first and then our centerpiece for the um, episode today will uh, is gonna be Uh, top five of our musical surprises from last year. We thought instead of doing the usual top 10 favorite albums of the year, we would like to shine a light on, on a couple of more uh, maybe overlooked gems that were really surprising to us uh, because we didn't expect them. So that's our take of a kind of 2020 wrap up uh, here at the broadcast. And then as the third um, section today, we will talk a little bit about our expectations, what we are expecting, which releases we are expecting in the coming year, 2021. Um, Randy, welcome back to the broadcast. Welcome back on air. What's new? <laughs> hey, Dario. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, the, the last time was the, for the... Um, for the end of the year episode, the episode 100 um, in December. Yeah. And before that, I think we were together for the Pain of Salvation episode. And then before that, I think we were also like, we've been a few times together on a sort of Skype Zoom setup, which we are again now, because unfortunately we're back in another deeper lockdown here in Bavaria and Germany yes. in general. Um, um, but what's new? Let's talk about new stuff. It's a new year. Um, we, you know, you always take some time at the end of last year to process what happened, and then you want to start fresh. And Dario and I have been kicking around a lot of new ideas. First of all, Friday Top Five is coming back tomorrow, so be sure and tune into that. Um, we're going to try to keep that up every week so that uh, this is a format where in under five minutes, you get our top five picks Uh, from each week that for the, for albums and EPs that come out that week. Since tomorrow is the first um, episode of that series for the year, we also are catching up on a few sporadic releases that came out since like the first of January or even the last day of, of 2020. Yes. And uh, actually we decided, uh, or you decided that you're gonna um, roll back the video element of that show so you're gonna find it on our podcast platforms everywhere uh, right so, so, so right here at this channel wherever you listen to this show it should pop up in your feed it'll have a different thumbnail because we created van created a different thumbnail for this show but it will be in this feed so um yeah check it out right here we figure that's the best place for it so that we have it you know at the end of your week uh, just a little a little something that you can um, grab onto and check out new records without having to dig too deeply. On the other hand, if you want to dig deeper, <laughs> I think Dario has the other tool for you. 
Yes, uh, we kind of at one point last year we splitted the what's hot from the releases of the week, and the releases of the week obviously is also dropping on Fridays. And um, yeah, we will uh, do a kind of a, a new format, which is that we will have a weekly rotating Spotify playlist, so you can follow this playlist on Spotify, and we will update it every Friday with the new releases that come out on that specific particular Friday. But we will also keep a kind of archive history backlog. So once uh, a new week is there, we're going to do uh, put the, the old week into the, an archive playlist. So you can always go back and check the releases from last week as well. Or the I guess you'll keep a, for each week, like week fifty-two, week forty-nine, yeah, this kind of thing, yeah, yeah, and um, that's for the releases of the week. Uh, that is Spotify centered. Um, the playlist. Where? But we will also have uh, an article up on on our website where we will link the albums that are not on Spotify. We will link to the Bandcamp pages there. Uh, which is a cool thing because not all albums land on on Spotify from small releases that are releasing independently, and of course uh, on Bandcamp you can always support the bands more directly. And that's at uh, theprogspace.com, yes. correct? And and uh, and the Spotify playlist can be found where on Spotify you can find our Spotify profile. The Prog Space, one word, no space in between. <laughs> the Prog Space, no space. Yes. And uh, yeah, a What's Hot uh, playlist will also be a weekly rotating playlist now, uh, starting next Sunday. So you also will have only one playlist to that you need to follow to keep up to date with the newest single releases in the scene. And... We also took away the video element from that that we put up on our website in the last year, which was a lot of work. Um, we're going to keep the video element for the best of monthly um, playlist. So the best of the month will be a YouTube playlist then. Maybe it's ah, a little okay. bit confusing at first, but I think once we get in the, you know, in the routine... Um, yeah, it should should get clearer which is which and uh, where you can can find what. Of course, follow us on all all our socials. We're gonna put up posts for every new um, playlist refill, so to speak, every Friday, Sundays, and at the end of the month. Or at the um, beginning. I would of the just next say month. that um, um, to to add to that. Taking away the video element for the Friday Top 5 is in part because we want to develop some more podcasts and um, the video element of the Friday Top 5 was maybe taking away some time from being able to develop other podcasts because we're limited. We're only two, two, two guys here trying to, <laughs> to get the audio recorded and video and stuff like that. So um and it's maybe a little sneak peek and maybe a bit too early but there um i have been working on an idea to do a bass centric prog podcast in 2021 so as 
those of you that listen regularly or know me, um, I'm a bass player since years and my former band, um, I played in the band called Tanner Till and most recently, and this is not an elephant. And since, since 2020 was such a rough year for bands playing live, um, this is not an elephant had to cancel three tours and it just led me to having more time to start writing a solo project. Yay. And this, <laughs> and this made me think a lot about, um, you know, during this, this process of like writing music for this sort of solo bass project, I was like listening to my favorite bass players in the prog scene. And, it, and I came to the idea, wouldn't it be cool to just as a fan to interview them and talk to them, you know, not necessarily about a new release, but maybe also about new release, but also like what kind of gear they use and get nerdy about bass stuff, because certainly guitar players get a lot of attention in the prog <laughs> world. And, um, and my solo album is actually a little bit the, the, the like inspired by a lot of these great modern prog guitar players like C2A and Intervals and Pliny and stuff. I thought, why not do something more bass written more from the bass guitar and so these things all combined right now i'm working on the idea to start a a prog centric bass podcast which i think we would host on a separate channel but it would still be part of this universe but for those Yay, we're, we're creating bass. our own universe right <laughs> <laughs> the podcast universe yes the Mar so. marvel haken broadcast universe <laughs> so yeah stay stay tuned for more information about uh all that yeah that i think that was that was it with the housekeeping for now as you uh probably noticed already we kept on going with two episodes now that we picked it up again with two regular episodes each week because we already can see that uh there's gonna be a lot of releases a lot of very interesting releases uh coming out in the next weeks and months that are confirmed already and we we have very cool guests lined up already lining up queuing up to be queuing part of up. this <laughs> all right yeah, i mean uh, that's that's the one thing we can that um you know just to reflect for a moment on the journey of the podcast you know, originally when we started doing the interviews with artists, Dario was mostly going to the venues to, to, to do interviews and, or to the festivals even, or to the festivals. And then you would get like 30 interviews. <laughs> um, it was 19 but, at Euroblast. <laughs> okay. 19. Um, but you know, since we had to start doing things via Skype during the first lockdown last March or April, you know, that's when I think we decided to start bringing in guests via Skype and stuff. And that totally changed the format of the show. And, and it seems like you guys like it because certainly the engagement of the show is, is a lot higher now. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun to, to, yeah, dive into the worlds of these interesting artists. Um, so yeah, it's awesome, and I'm super happy and grateful that we can do this, and that uh, artists, bands, and and PR agencies are putting their trust in us and and giving their time to us. So absolutely, super excited for amazing guests in the next weeks. 
maybe we'll we'll get back to that later but i think now it's uh high time already that we started with a big topic of the uh show of the this uh, of today's episode right yeah <laughs> and i i already teased it a little bit at the at the beginning so yeah we even though we have the the, the amazing opportunity to to interview um superstars of prog that kind of happened very quickly last fall that we we suddenly got the 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 chance to interview great big names in the scene but still we we really love to also highlight smaller releases from up and coming bands that might get overlooked um between all the hakens Caligula's horses catatonias the oceans yeah. and um Devin Townsend's, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we we thought we'd, we'd pick five of our favorite musical surprises from last year, which we didn't uh, expect, which, for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, what's your first uh, pick, Randy? I'm super, super curious now. Yeah, I mean, I would say a few of mine are definitely not even new artists. You know, it's just like something that wasn't on my periphery, no pun intended. Um, but the Radar. first one actually, <laughs> the first one actually ties into this idea of the the prog bass show and the solo bass album, and that's my discovery of of Antoine Fafard, and um, he released uh, Chemical Reactions, which as he describes it is a collaboration between him and um, Gavin Harrison on drums. Uh, Antoine Fafard is a, a Canadian based um, bassist, Canadian based bassist. I think, I think he's, he's living in the UK now, but he's a Canadian. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, he's so he's coming from UK, Canada yeah. originally. Ah, okay. And he, he makes a lot of, um, I would say kind of jazz fusion-y, records typically so maybe this is why it wasn't on my radar because yeah you're not, not the jazz guy <laughs> you know what's funny i know i'm not the jazz guy and i said it a million times on this show but <laughs> the irony is the more and more i listen to it the more and more that's all i listen to <laughs> so i i have been getting into um a lot more jazz lately but so but but this particular record while it's not so much it still has this sort of jazz fusion sound to it. He replaces all the instruments apart from bass and drums with um, either a string quartet or an orchestra. So for two of the tracks, it's like a full orchestra uh, from, from the Czech Republic. And he got in touch with a, a, a conductor company in Vienna and they worked together and created, yeah, the orchestral arrangements, the arrangements. and quartet arrangements mm -hmm. um, for the record. And so the first, I would say the first 80% of the record um, is, is like a string quartet playing together with Antoine and Gavin. And then the last two tracks are like a really big epic orchestral uh, performance with bass and drums. And it's so unique and cool and... Yeah, I, it made me, of course, go back and get all the rest of his records, which are also amazing. He always works with the most amazing drummers, for one. <laughs> um, 
But this one is really unique because, yeah, he took his style and brought it to an orchestra. And in fact, he's released some records since he kind of recorded the basis of that album, which was interesting to learn that it took like, I think, four years to, to make. Yeah, if, if you want to um, so. know a little bit more about this album, you can check back our episode 98, where I had the immense pleasure and honor to talk to the amazing Gavin Harrison, the drummer, uh, who was Absolutely. also uh, very enthusiastic about this project because it was a challenge for him as a drummer, um, as, a, as an artistic drummer, to a new outlet, a new style that he, he hadn't explored before. Um, and also they recorded the orchestral parts at least for the, the large orchestral piece, they recorded it before Gavin did ba uh, uh, yeah. drums yeah. or Antoine did bass. Yeah. So he kind of, you know, he got the, the orchestral stems and he had to write drums to that, which is incredible. And what's really cool is Antoine releases, like you can buy the um, orchestral and bass tracks by themselves as the record and then the drums have been removed right so you can have like the drumless recordings of the album and then as a drummer you can like get in and lay your own grooves now <laughs> that's, that's crazy <laughs> like who's going to take up take up the cudgel and take that challenge so, so that was there. inspiration <laughs> That was an inspiration for me, not, you know, it was a great record, but also inspiration to me as a player. So that was my first pick. What about you? What do you got yeah, on your first one? Absolutely great pick. I love the album. I have to say that I, I guess I, I could also include it in a, in a, in a little bit more, um, more extended list of my most unexpected musical surprises of 2020. Definitely. I had like five. I have settled. I had settled for five because at one point in 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 the fall last year, I I made a little list already with my favorite surprises, and then I think last night or or even this morning, I looked at this list and I was like, um, there's one one very very important. Uh, surprise missing and that was oh. from an album that was released in August but I only um, discovered in uh, in the fall by recommendation from Roy Nestolt from, from Flower oh. Kings and Face Warning uh, Flower Kings and Transatlantic ah, so many prog band names in my head <laughs> um, I have talked about this album uh a lot already but it's just so so good so i had to include it and it is that joe Payne's by name by nature it oh, yeah. might be a little bit prog on the fringes of prog towards pop music but yeah. it's just there's just so much amazing musical substance and his his vocal performance is off the charts yeah it is his debut A solo album um, that he released under the moniker That Joe Payne. And it's a very, very personal record. If you dive into the lyrics about his journey as a musician, he used to sing for the, um, <laughs> I would say, ancient UK prog rock legends of the Enid. And I saw him 
quite a few years ago singing for the Enid and uh, the music didn't do much for me but his his performance was outstanding and uh, but I, and and I remember when he announced his departure from the Enid um but I didn't know that he had this solo album out and when, when I when I checked it out I was I was floored I was really really my my jaw was on the floor by what he has created there because it's, it's like there's there's a couple of different tracks starting with a little little intro that is very delicate and calm with beautiful guest guitar work by Nikitas Kisonas uh from the Methexis project and also a collabor collaborator Verbal Delirium from Greece and and he, <laughs> um Joe's vocal performance on that little intro called The Thing About Me Is it, his his falsetto is just it it brings tears to my eyes before he has even sung one word <laughs> it is like that and and then the the album is quite diverse as there's a couple of tracks that are slower um like four tracks that are slower in my head what is the world coming to i need to change and then at at the end end of the tunnel um But the title track, By Name, By Nature, Nice Boy and uh, Love, Not the Same, are a little bit more upbeat and, and um, energetic. And I have to say, Love, Not the Same is a, a, a pop track par excellence. It's like it's up there with any, anything uh, Alicia Keys has ever written and, or, or uh, Michael Bublé or, or whatever. Wow. It is a mystery to me how Joe is not like a, a superstar yet. <laughs> yes, I, I I cannot uh, I cannot say that much more. But it's it's an amazing album. It's uh, if you say, oh, this is pop music. There's there's a there's a, he he says even in the lyrics. Wait, I want to dance in seven eight. <laughs> so <laughs> he's he's got his prog credibility there even though he's not really like he's not really feeling as as part of the scene but um definitely an album for you if you do enjoy pop music but you if you also love the the proggy influences there and yeah And a lovely guy too. He was. Uh, he was he also part of our episode, our 100th, 100th episode, yeah. um, and brought a lot of interesting insights for, for yeah, for artists during the Corona era, uh, era, and how he's been dealing with it and stuff. And yeah, just to, he's got the Patreon, yeah. so if you love his voice and his artistry, support him on Patreon. Amazing artist, amazing singer. He's. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's the new Freddie Mercury. Wow. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Your, ne your next pick. <laughs> um, yeah. So for my next pick, this may not be like uh, I, I think this this got a bit of buzz this year, but um, it's it's um, the album from 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 White Walls Grandeur. 
we talked about it a lot on the show. It was definitely in our Friday top five. And, um, you know, I heard a lot of buzz going on about it. Um, it's a Romanian band and it's, it's probably on my list. Um, one of the sort of modern prog artists. So definitely something that, you know, fans of, of Leprous, um, the ocean, Opeth, Carnival, based on their, on, on how they write themselves up on Bandcamp, you can def, would definitely appeal to them. I even found it maybe more melodic than some of those bands. Um, it's more, it's like classic prog metal melodic. Um, so it doesn't like, it's not overbearingly new and modern. So it has like a little bit of old and a little bit of new in there. Yeah. Um, they released a lot of cool videos too. So I think there was like a big push. Um, uh, so I, yeah, I really liked this album. Did you, I think you got to hear it a lot as well. Yeah. I, I, I listened to it a lot as well. And the, 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 the cool surprise for me there was, I mean, I was expecting the album and, and I was also waiting for it because it's, it's been a long time, a couple of years since they released their last single, uh, which was death follows me, uh, which is still my favorite, um, white walls song. It's just so epic, but the album is uh, is excellent. And after the two singles, um, the when I've listened to the album first, there's a little um, also intro uh, song of sorts mm -hmm. before then the 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 second singles "Eye for an Eye" starts. False uh, beliefs. False beliefs, and and I love. Um, what the vocalist does there with his with with his melody and then the, yeah. the segue into eye for an eye amazing video amazing animated video for eye for an eye and for the first um as you said for the first um single starfish crown they have a cool live action video yeah definitely a, a very very cool record which i enjoyed immensely as well <laughs> yeah cool what's your next one um, my next one is a new project from, um, yeah, especially one guy is involved there who is quite well known in the scene, most, uh, precisely the technical death metal scene, but this album is not technical death metal. It <laughs> is the debut album from a project called Gargoyle without an E oh, yeah. at the end. The self-titled debut album was released on Season of Mist. And uh, yeah, I also had the pleasure to talk to the guitarist uh, Dave Davidson, who uh, also plays with Revocation, obviously, on yeah. episode 81. And this really, really surprised me and took me off guard because it was marketed as prog grunge. And <laughs> as you might know, I'm not the biggest grunge fan. But this you, you have this I think you have the same knee jerk reaction like I do to like jazz prog <laughs> yeah. that you do for grunge prog. <laughs> yeah, and also the more I listened to it, the more I got addicted to it. So um the there's also an intro track for this album here. There's I, I see a pattern emerging. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's kind of like a staple of, of great prog albums though, right? An intro track, you know, it's like I even think of like it's back to you know the the wall you know or <laughs> in turn inspired the so, intro for yeah. 
this 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 intro in particular truth truth of a tyrant is a an a cappella uh right a composition and it, it on a, and again the segue into the first off kilter riff of plastic nat- nothing is just it, it brings a smile to my face when I just yeah. think of this funny crazy off kilter riff and the 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 vocal harmonies are also really really cool um it's just a lot of fun there's for me maybe what's making what appeals to me so much is not so much the grunge part of course but more the you know the voivod um and a little bit more oh. avant-garde influences and uh, i think the song ambivalent one i also had the uh, a, a kind of yeah avant-garde psychedelic version of haken feel for some of the vocal harmonies um less polished modern prog metal quite quite raw and dirty which is i think uh, i think you you as a singer i can tell that you also really you really connect to vocals um i think more than i do like uh, not that i don't like vocals but i think that's an element that that often really sells you on 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 albums and stuff i mean now that you've listed two that had a strong vocal performance that's what made me think that yeah the the vocal performance on gargoyle is not not so much um technically amazing but the there's the vocal harmonies what makes it makes the 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 overall performance stand out yeah because of the layered harmonies which are really cool and creative and also in the guitar work from from dave davidson and i think these harmony these vocal harmonies are maybe the thing that gets the sort of grunge label right because it's kind of a throwback to like allison chain's vocal harmonies which to the to the better grunge <laughs> bands <laughs> yeah i mean that's my favorite grunge band yeah allison chains for sure what's your next pick <laughs> um my next pick okay let's go to greece um, to a band called Kalesis. I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, Kalesis. Kalesis? Kalesis. I say Kalesis because that's the thing that most sounds like a Greek mythology name. <laughs> <laughs> Kalesis is not uh, a Greek Kalesis. mythology, though. <laughs> Kalesis. Kalesis. Right. So... Yeah, the album is Impulse to Soar. I think this is another album um, that also got a lot of buzz. I think this got a lot of buzz broadly, not just in the prog world, uh, maybe even more so in the more metal world, like readers of like Decibel Magazine or Revolver in the US probably heard a lot about this record too, because it's, yeah, it's definitely proggy and it maybe also has this sort of prog grunge element to it. Um, certainly fans of like Baroness, Mastodon, Hyborian, and even Intronaut, um, I think w- would appreciate the record. Sludgy um, goodness. Yeah, it's sludgy, um, and, but also has the sort of technical sludge, you know, it's not just slow and riffy sludge, but tends yeah. to have more of a, a thinking man's sludge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I like this. I like this record a lot. And the album cover is one of my favorites of the year, actually. This oh yeah, floral, right. good, good floral, good call. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful album cover that I also. Did. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will have a look at that one again, and I also have. I will have a listen again, even though I'm not also not the biggest sludge fan. I don't need my music to be sludgy um but yeah, yeah there's still there's, think this is cool stuff uh, also i think this, this still genre. is because of where i come from like i had somehow always gravitated to this the sludgy stuff being from the, the southeast of the u.s yeah but they're from the southeast of europe <laughs> <laughs> i guess with Gre greece so yeah. that fits <laughs> um what's your what's your next one we're up to number three for you right yeah number three would be a german band and oh. i think uh, those guys deserve a lot more attention they're from berlin and they are called chaos bay and they released their second album i oh. believe asylum in september and it's modern prog metal you could uh, definitely i could definitely see them in on a tour with the likes of Exist Immortal, Chaos Divine, or Archetype. So, mm. melodic, hooky vocals, but also the occasional growl and, and, and heavy riffing. And this is a concept album about the refugee crisis here in Europe uh, from that, that was particularly in the media in 2015, uh, mm. I believe. And hits home very very hard um with some of the lyrics and with the lyrical content and at first when i when i heard the first tracks i was a little bit um yeah i was afraid that it was that those hooky hooky hooks <laughs> would, would be too kind of poppy for like in contrast but then it's it. I had the same feeling with Exist Immortal first, and then I absolutely fell in love. Mm. Uh, so, kind of similar thing happened here, and um, yeah, I, I didn't know them before before twenty twenty, even though they've been around a little bit longer. And, and their 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 debut album Vasilisa was from two thousand fifteen, actually. Um, I know that they they toured and and played a couple of shows with one of my favorite surprises from 2019 which was soul splitter so oh, yeah. that's mm -hmm. that's how i first heard of them and um yeah it, it, it's just excellent modern prog metal with great hooks and deep lyrical content and uh yeah i pulled up here some lyrics from the from the epilogue track uh which reads our houses are nice and our gardens clean there's still some champagne in the limousine or our economy is healthy and works too well as long as the weapons and drugs we sell only fly one way across the deep water and i cannot help every time i listen to it it brings tears to my eyes because it's so poignant and so heavy to think what's going on you know, and it's uh, if you're, I think if you're 
if you're an em empathic person, you you know you you will know what they mean, and it um, it will make you think. Um, yeah, uh, of course it's a it's a political topic. It's a it's a heated topic, um, and I don't know what I can do about it. I I don't know what we can do about it. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah. But still, I, mean, I guess their I guess their way of dealing with it was yeah to create to create music, you know, and to yeah, and and, and for, so it. for all of these reasons, because it's a absolute top quality record, and it deals with these um, very timely topics. They yeah, I mean this this makes more, me think of another German release this year with the Hirsch Effect. Um, yeah, true. That was not a surprise um, because we were knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, which which um, you know was really based on Greta Thunberg and the Fridays for Future demos, and I mean it's, I see it. I mean it makes a lot of sense with like the Hirsch effect. They they come more from this post hardcore world, which I think, I feel like political records are not that common, you know, in the prog scene, even though it's the progressive <laughs> scene. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't, I think maybe in the past, it was always maybe a little bit fantasy or dystopia or, you know, other themes that were like storytelling, but overtly modern times, um, you know, topics I think are, are kind of rare. Um, and so, yeah, when you have, when you have some that come out, I mean, other, others, I think deal with it, but maybe in, in more of a lyrical way where you don't fully it's not overtly you know yeah. conceptual so um yeah and when one comes along that touches you i mean that's important you know i mean that's a way of maybe processing what, what they're talking about yeah what's going on in the world absolutely and not only in the fantasy world <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it can all be swords and sorcery you know <laughs> and uh, unicorns <laughs> what's your next pick randy definitely not a unicorn power metal album but um um yeah i will take for my next pick actually for my last two picks we're going to australia um yeah. and my next pick is a band that i that has been around forever and i just never listened to them um but that's the 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 latest from terra maze uh, I wonder is the name of the album, and yeah, this kind of came out of the blue for me. A lot of the actually, a lot of the my picks, a lot of my surprises are because you interviewed somebody from the band, you know, <laughs> or you know, I heard about it through you. So, or uh, uh, I, I I suggested it as pick as pick for the Friday top five. Exactly. Yeah, and um, and Terra Maze was one that was like completely off my radar. Um, but, you know, once again, Australia, for some reason, has like this pool of great prog albums. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, they definitely fit in line with like uh, Chaos Divine. Certainly, I think like this is a like a compatible sound to Chaos Divine. But but to me, it's maybe not as modern and even as maybe a throwback to yeah. early early 2000 late 90s they, they have more metal. a little bit more of the classic classic prog metal sound 
about them. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I think that's what I liked about it because, you know, I'm always looking for, you know, modern sounds and maybe sludgy things. But when I first got into prog metal, it was, it was through, you know, like Dream Theater's Awake, Queen's Reich, and then, you know, Shadow Gallery and stuff in the late 90s. And, yeah, and, yeah. and then bands like, um, trying to think of the band that I actually, there's a band from, from that era that um, Terramaze kind of reminded me of, and I can't think of them at the moment. Ma Magnitude you know. 9? Magnitude nine. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Um, and, and, and I remember really enjoying this kind of music at this particular time. And then this kind of faded out, you know, and then we started getting different flavors. I think gent sounds started coming into Prague. So the, the sounds of the like late nineties, early two thousands, prog metal, melodic prog metal kind of changed and got heavier and um, so when I heard the Terramaze album, it kind of transported me back to that time. And although it's modern sounding and, you know, the production is great and stuff, it, it still kind of like tickled that, that old memory. And yeah. so I, I really found myself listening to this record a lot. Sorry? <laughs> a little bit of nostalgia going on. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Which is cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely not meant in any way like that it sounds dated. I, I, it, it just, I think you know it's natural when when with you know of course progressive music when things change people's the industry shifts in a certain direction mm -hmm. and i experienced that too when i was starting to write my my solo thing that like bass sound has gone in a particular direction particularly in prog music and you know it, it I think things start to get a little one dimensional, you know, you start to have like the same kind of bass sound on every record. And, and I think this is like a natural thing, but so it was nice to, to hear Terramaze and hear them kind of referencing stuff from the past, but giving it like a modern flair. So mm -hmm. yeah. Cool pick. That's my fourth pick. <laughs> my fourth pick would be from the UK. Martin Gresh solo album Hush Mortal Core. And oh. this was uh, a particularly like left field release for me. I mean, I was familiar with the name obviously because Martin was a co songwriter and also sang some more vocals on the Tesseract song Hexes on Polaris. Oh. And that song in particular always stood out for me, uh, also especially with the vocals and vocal harmonies that he built with Daniel Tompkins together. And yeah, so I was super, super uh, happy to see that there's going to be a solo album from him that I, I didn't know before. I, it, it just kind of kind of dropped and then I listened to it and... It is maybe, yeah, it is maybe the most unusual albums of on my list because it's it's kind of psychedelic and weird at times and it takes like one and a half songs, so ten minutes where like the, the metal comes in first. Um, <laughs> and it is 
what I like about it is that it's a lot more organic and raw than, you know, the super polished, almost sterile Tesseract sound. Even though a couple of the Tesseract guys, I think all of the instrumentalists, um, maybe except for... Um, uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, uh, the, the the tall guitarist. <laughs> um. Yeah, that one, who is also a cool oh. PR agent. Um, <laughs> I think he's not on there, but but the other three are, are guesting on a couple of tracks, and um, so at times there is similarities to to the huge riffs that you would also get with Tesseract, but still with a more organic approach in sound. And um, this is like, it culminates in my absolute favorite song, the penultimate Ecstasy Astral Melancholia. It's just, <laughs> it's, yeah. Even though there might be some, some of the more mellow parts that don't grab me as much, there's, the 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 parts that are the the peaks are um not few and far there 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 are a lot of peaks that are really engaging and and unique a really 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 unique uh album and uh yeah i i don't know any any band that would make a sound like this or or like combine these sounds like take take these tesseract kind of riffs into this uh i don't know kind of psychedelic pop <laughs> or whatever you want to mm. call it so definitely the the most uh weird and left field record on my list but an an, an amazing and unusual thing that definitely deserves a lot of more attention as well i think james monteith Thank you. Yeah, uh, Martin has also a Patreon. So if you like his artistic work, definitely go to Patreon and check out Martin's uh, perks and stuff and support him. Yeah, that album flew by me because you just mentioned it now and I, I, I have a feeling you mentioned it to me before, but I don't think I ever listened to it at all. So um, time to go back. Yeah. I have a hunch what your last pick might be. Oh. <laughs> well, you already said you already said that your last two picks will come from down under. So, case to mind. Um, okay, okay, let's see if you know it. Um, my final pick is uh, Glass Ocean. Oh. Yeah, I thought I thought it. I, that was a surprise. No, but. Uh, Maybe I I I thought that you wouldn't know, but of course you know Chaos Divine from the last years. You even played with them, so uh, uh, yeah. And and also they're I think they're one of the bigger names I would say. And so um, yeah. while that's definitely one of my favorite albums <laughs> for my top five surprises, um, Chaos Divine what that was like an anticipated album for me yeah. for twenty twenty. So. Um, for sure, but yeah. So Glass Ocean also is is from Sydney. Um, the Australia. remnants of losing yourself in someone else, right? That's right. You got it. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, this came out of nowhere for me as well. So I don't know if we have any connections to them through other bands, but this is a really unique blend of, uh, of again, I feel like we're overusing the term, but modern progressive metal <laughs> sounds. But the vocal performance um, is very, very modern, commercial, poppy, yeah. EDM-ish it, sometimes. It, like... it, 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 it took me completely uh, off guard as well. And, and uh, I, at first I didn't know if I, I would like it. Same for me. But then I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, yeah. uh, Tobias Atkins, who was also a guest here on this show, on episode 75, you can hear a little bit more about the band and the album. It, yeah, I this never, I never thought I would <laughs> dig that kind of R&B prog that much. But it's R&B so prog. That's it. I yeah, think you, you, it. you, ca got... you came up with the term. <laughs> did, did I come up with? <laughs> Uh, but that's, yeah, it's very fitting. Yeah. R&B Prague. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I was the same. I, I heard it the first time and was like, Ooh, I don't know about this, but then it was like, yeah, I know, I know about this. Super sleek <laughs> vocal lines, but, but a lot of great guitar textures going on and, and all to that stuff. Totally. You know, and while it's not the most showy record, it kind of reminds me of that skill level that you you hear with you know like the guys from Lepras or Tesseract and stuff like that where yeah. it's not super showy but what's going on you know in, in, the, in the writing process yeah. in the layers and stuff is is what in, makes in, it so in unique the, in the arrangement so. and not in the uh flashy solos or something like that <laughs> exactly um so uh, yeah this was a this was a fun surprise for me for sure and once again australia what what is it what's going on down down there <laughs> we, australia and greece yeah i just wanted to say greece is gonna be pro maybe maybe the hotspot for this year we already yeah. had one great release um coming from there and i'm expecting oh that bring uh, i just remembered the name for my list we're gonna get to that shortly i just have one more pick and i have and i of course i had to kick one of my original picks because i remembered that in the second half of the year suddenly that joe Payne popped up and uh, i was binging this album like crazy so i yeah i kicked the the little bit more well-known and more established gesta berling saga for my I had to to choose between two Swedish bands, and their album Concrete Music was kind of a really weird but really cool mix of um, yeah, Kraftwerk meets Morricone in a prog rock environment. <laughs> but yeah, my final pick would be Vulcan's Technatura. Yeah. Just uh, such a great prog rock release. Heavy prog rock, half English, half Swedish. So much fun, that record. And one of my favorite emotional vocal um, moments in the song Blinding Ornaments when he sings, What are you, a tool with hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it was such a 
cool surprise to have this yeah it's 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 very earthy and 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 heavy prog rock um yeah. not so much like if, if you think of swedish prog rock of the second or third generation let's say um so not thinking about uh, the flower kings or anything but more thinking about beardfish it's a lot of uh, a lot less keyboard heavy than beardfish. there's a lot of cool keyboards going on but it's mm-hmm. a lot heavier overall the sound um and more they guitar- were also featured on the podcast yes i talked to drummer johan norbeck in episode 65 and actually in episode 66 i talked to uh uh the drummer from just a berling saga <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but my fifth pick is vulcan and uh yeah of course we will uh compile all these picks into a spotify playlist that i will link for you everywhere um so you can check these out if you have missed those 10 great releases super cool surprises i Enjoyed yeah, your picks nice. a lot. Me too. <laughs> I mean, me too of your picks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are uh, probably around one hour in um, our um, in, into this episode, and uh, I mean, we we are aware that our uh, more freeform talk uh, and nerding about releases will always drag a little bit longer as the kind of um, proven, concise format with the interviews. Well, we we hope you dig it uh, nevertheless. And now before... Yeah, we... We started this show with like nerding out about uh, yeah. about prog music. That was that was kind of how it started with with Dario and I meeting at shows and talking about stuff. And then we developed the the original the original series was more of this kind of stuff. Um, but certainly, people love to hear their their favorite artists talking. So um, yeah, but for once in a while, I hope that that you guys will indulge us in our <laughs> musings. Yeah, so um, as you can imagine, I have a huge list already for expectations, <laughs> as always. Why don't you drop your uh, yours first? <laughs> yeah, I'll just I just have a few. I mean, we we sort of did this already in the one hundredth episode, and and at that time, you know, the 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 artist I mentioned was of course Ross's solo album. I'm very much looking forward to. Ross Jennings from Haken's um, solo record. Um, but, and I also mentioned Between the Buried and Me. So, I mean, that's, um, Between the Buried and Me is, is one of my favorite bands. So I'm very, very much looking forward to what they release. Um, Dune just announced a new record, um, which we knew was gonna come. The, they released Severa, the EP that came out last year. And they said that that oh was just God, sort Severa. of like, um, something to to put in in, in between, yeah. like because Corona was, slowed down the production of the album, that so was they a released um, EP, definitely, and and yeah, really looking forward to to Dune as well. That was on my list, and uh, thank you for the other entries as well because they were not on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then um, and the last one I'll just mention. Uh, I'm very excited about Liquid Tension Experiment. Oh yeah, 
True. This is uh, the, um, well. The first teaser was like very, very fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mean fast as in tempo or yes. fast as in yeah? But I kind of expect that, you know, if I think about <laughs> you know the other two albums and um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to make it make a huge, the, huge splash and um, yeah. As a fanboy, I'm a, I'm certainly excited <laughs> about the the reunion of. Petrucci, Portnoy, and Rudess, you know, like getting back together and making music together again. Um, and, and Tony Levin's a good bass player. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll get him for your show. Yeah, <laughs> your maybe if he wants to talk about liquid show. tension experiment, that would be, wow. Uh, be and awesome. uh, and, and uh, King Crimson. Yeah, of course. Now, well, we, I mean, the we, first time I saw Tony Levin was on a King Crimson DVD it, it, back in it, like it would it would be our third member of King Crimson on the show after <laughs> after Jack right. Jack Chick and Gavin Harrison. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I have another um, one in mind that I want to uh, interview in the upcoming weeks in February. So stay tuned um, for more. Uh, very cool guests, as I said earlier in this episode already. And tying in with that, next week is gonna be the release of the new Swan album. And I can tell you now already, you can expect us to talk more about it and maybe also with them, or you will hear us, not, uh, not only us or me talking about it, but also from them uh, next week here on the broadcast. Uh, I'm sure the new Soen album is gonna make big yeah. splashes in the not only in the prog metal world but also in the greater metal mainstream world because it's they they always had this um, appeal that they would not only appeal to the a niche audience, yeah, um, to a niche audience only. Um, kind of connected to Soen is uh, are the. the Finnish uh, Gentleman of Wheel coming yeah. up with their new album in the second album Resident Human in March at the end of March which is gonna be interesting they're in the, the same kind of vein and um, ex Soyan guitarist Marcus Yedel I think he's also working on new Avatarium stuff with his uh -huh. wife Jenny Ann Smith, uh, very cool doom rock there from Sweden. Uh, you just said Greece, and then I I remembered that Verbal Delirium is also due with a new record. I I believe there's something new coming. Uh, their frontman Yargon released a very very cool solo album last year, and then we have from from i also mentioned them at the uh, episode 100 of course danish vola danish slash yeah. swedish the first single is still Amazing. an absolute banger and and i can't wait to 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 hear the full thing or hear more of that I yeah. want more of that. I need more of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's if that one single is any reflection of the album, which I think is hard to say that because they they have a very varied sound, you yeah. know. But already, just the arrangement of that song was just like. And it's their third me. album only, and I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure it will end up at the very very top of a lot of end of the year lists. 
Absolutely. Um, I'm just moving uh, through my list here quickly because I don't want to bore you, but I want to give those albums, uh, those those bands, a shout out where I believe that there's uh, something coming. Um, German prog rock from Sylvan, one of the best German prog rock bands from Hamburg. Very very beautiful stuff they have done in the past. They've been around for a while. New album is uh, also due. Um, from Israel's our friends of Subterranean Masquerade, their album Mountain Fever. I think we we will get a release date now very very soon. And uh, yeah, moving on to the United States, uh, Jason Tipton, guitar player extraordinaire, has I think two two different albums in the pipeline in the making from his new project their new project a dying planet and yep. also um yeah i think um, paul adrian villareal from sun caged already recorded his vocals for that and also they want to get back zero uh, zero hour back together with uh, help i think uh, yeah with 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 uh, who was it andreas blomqvist right from seventh wonder on bass because on troy bass, tipton yeah. can't play bass anymore due to his um this injury injury yeah. in, in his arm um and there uh, there was a great um performance of theirs i forget which festival that was uh part of or they did the this sort of live playthrough of one of the tracks off of towers of avarice uh and i'm blanking on what the event was did they i, I missed that so, wow I, I, I uh, yeah with with the basis with the with the new basis as well it was like a split screen live um, live performance. Oh, that, I I will have to search for that because I mean Towers of Everest is a legendary legendary album and uh, yeah I also saw them playing stuff from Towers of Everest at Prog Power my I think wow. my very first Prog Power Europe. Um, Twelve. Yeah, years I'll send ago you the link. It, the link. It was like so amazing to see them to see them play. Well, was and... it was it maybe Slay at Home from Metal Injection? Um, maybe, um, you can continue on and I can look it up, uh, in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, what, what else do we have? Very, very, very soon. I think we'll get a release date for the Dark Horse, White Horse, um, right. self-titled debut EP, Marcella Bovio and, uh, some amazing Dutch prog musicians. The crowdfunding of the EP is almost done. They already reached their target. And there's still one week to go for, um, and if you still chip into the crowdfunding and they reach their second goal, they will do a, an orchestral version of one of the tracks of the EP. And if you want to know more about Dark Horse White House, check uh, out episode 82, uh, 88, sorry, where I talked with Marcella. Um, right. Coming up very soon is the. Frontal, the second album of Lebanese prog metal band Turbulence, is coming on March as their label debut for Frontiers Music, uh, but their second album and it's amazing um, traditional melodic prog metal, very very cool stuff. Really excited for that one and our friend Lucas De Rosa mixed it, <laughs> mixed and mastered it. Uh -huh. So. Um, yeah, the the you can I can guarantee you you will know that the production will be spot on and um, we already mentioned Tesseract earlier. Um, 
I have another name there. The Tesseract are long overdue with a new album as well, um, but even longer overdue are Agent Fresco. We haven't heard from them for a long time, and I'm getting a little bit concerned. I'm, I'm hoping they are all right, and they, they're um, because I, they they were already playing new songs on their tour with Leprous. Leprous, um, yeah. And that was the second Molina tour, so at least three years ago. Yeah. So I hope we'll get to hear those songs in a studio version on an album very, very soon. True. Because Arno's yeah, been busy, family, baby. Probably, but there, there, yeah. it, it, it is. It would be their third album only as well, and with only yeah. two albums, they have made it pretty far already. Same as Vola. So that's yeah. really, really amazing. Um, so the zero zero hour performance was from the song "The Subterranean," and yes. it was from the Sea of Tranquility Fest. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember that I November. that I saw something about it, but I but I didn't see it, didn't f follow through. Um, yeah, watch it; it's very cool. Yeah. I have a couple of names still on my list. Uh, I'm gonna try to burn through them. From Germany, Accused Tag, Hifios. Uh, we don't have yeah. a release date yet, but it's gonna be a very cool album, I'm sure. They have, I think, three singles out already. It's acoustic prog metal. Yeah, it's a very cool band. Yeah. <laughs> um, a side project from Vulcan guitarist that is called Solom and his uh, instrumental solo album called, from the project uh, under the moniker of Solom is called Encountering Merc and there's no release date yet but the first single was super super cool um, also um, Johan Norbeck the drummer from Vulcan also plays in Diablo Swing Orchestra and they also have a new album that they also I think they already um, I think they already unveiled the, the cover artwork and, and, and tracklist maybe even so there's more info information hopefully imminent about release date and everything. Um, finishing off with a couple of um, records that I'm not sure if they will come out this year, but I think and I hope. Um, we featured on our What's Hot a lot of times, like I think three or four singles at least from, I think they're also from Greece. God plays dice, and they also always said mm. it's from their upcoming debut album, The Great Connoisseur, and it's killer modern prog metal again. Um, also <laughs> with with uh, heavier, genty and growly parts, but also but also great fusiony influences and a killer production, and they're virtually unknown still. So I I um, really looking forward to the full debut album from them. Then the second album from others by no one book two is right. um is uh yeah we are uh, expecting it to drop at one point this year um Soledad, a solo project we talked a lot about that in 2019 the follow-up yeah. is in the making and um it's a full band now it's not a solo project anymore but lola is uh, I think she has, she has already recorded the bass and the drums with her new bass player and drum 
drummer and uh, yeah will go to Normandy to work with Lucas De La Rosa on the rest of the production very soon as as soon as covid restrictions will allow it and also uh yeah uh from Lucas De La Rosa archetype uh, debut album is uh hopefully gonna come this year last but not least my f- one of my favorite Swedish prog rock bands that haven't released anything since uh, at least 10 years, I think. Let me check. 2012, yeah. Okay, it's eight years uh, or nine years almost. Uh, Pathos. Uh, they reunited, I think, two years ago. And I think they're working on new, new music. And um, I, uh, coincidentally, I'm wearing their shirt today which you can't see, but uh, they are very, very unique and amazing band. I'm really looking forward to new stuff of them. I'm sure we forgot a lot of stuff. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. <laughs> One more I remembered was uh, The Deer Hunter. Uh, it's another album I'm looking forward to. I think they're bringing out a new album this year. Oh, yeah. Very good call. Yeah. And uh, that reminded me of The Hirsch Effect, their EP Gregor of some right. also orchestral arrangements of their uh, collapse songs is uh, will come out soon, I guess. They also did a very successful crowdfunding, and I was uh, lucky to talk to them about it. And also the album collapse when they did their social distance show in September here in Munich. Uh, the last concert I have seen, actually. Huh. So yeah, I think my my solo project will hopefully be out this year. I think first single in February, maybe. Oh, yeah, very cool. So. Um, very good call. I'm, yeah, I'm really really curious to hear what you've come up with. Um, yeah, looking at all these great great expectations, um, that makes me really really um, enthusiastic about the coming year. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be absolutely. awesome. 2021 has got to be better than 2020. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, musically, awesome. it's going to be hard to top because... That's true. Uh, I mean, 2020 musically was killer. There was so many amazing albums. A few, So many great surprises. So many great surprises. And 10 of them we plugged in this show in the our big centerpiece. That's... It from us we're uh, closing in on one hour 20 i hope you enjoyed our nerding out and yeah i'm looking forward to my next guests in the next weeks i hope you do so too randy yep, thank, tune. <laughs> thank you for uh taking the time today <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh tune in tomorrow of course for the start of the new new season of friday top five yeah, and uh, as we said at the very beginning of the episode, it's um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to have um, the releases of the week article and playlist uh, where we can like give a shout out to all that we know about. Yeah, just to cover them all, and you can uh, look what what's up your alley and 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 uh, go through the playlist yourself. But it's also very. Uh, uh, a lot of fun to to m- 
pick five, um, five of the best and, and bring them yeah. to you in this format. I mean, we basically just curate the five that we like the most. So yeah. I, mean, I think that's, that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The pro Thank you, Dario. Appreciate uh, having me on the show. It was great fun. The broadcast, uh, the next broadcast regular episode will be next Monday, of course. And uh, tomorrow, the Friday top five, as we mentioned a couple of times. That's it from us for now. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and listen to great, surprising music. The Progcast is a production of Stuus Media and is presented by the Prog Space. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant, and Van Kirsch does our graphics. New episodes of the Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite new releases from that week. For more interviews and reviews in the written form, check out theprogspace.com.